welcome, 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 Teamless Tuesday. You're with the Point of Difference Pod Pod or the Pod Pod as we like to call it. That lead in the music has really pumped me up. I'm feeling like Marty Lang before a big game in round one, 1999. We've got a huge show tonight, TLT, biggest day of the Supercoach season. We're going to run through all the big team news. We're going to introduce a couple of new segments. We're going to let you know about our bets for the year, our bets against each other. We've got some great questions from the listeners. Tubes, welcome to you. A Porto Heat Scout, you must be Extremo Picante. Yeah, definitely. This afternoon I was I, I went off the Richter. If, if they were to come out with a new source, that was me. Um, and, but I'm, I'm back down to a back down to a, an original chili now. Um, so I've, I've, I'm coming to the right temperature. I'm I'm really keen. Uh, after all this preseason chat, <laughs> uh, I've just redone my team, and I'm, I'm potentially going back to the old cheapies and guns strategy. But uh, but maybe you guys can talk me out of it today. Yeah, we've come to expect more from you than that, Tube, so that will be very disappointing if that's the case. Dan, welcome. How's foggy old London town? Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's uh, it's better now that uh, Teamless Tuesday is out. I was up nice and early this morning checking out the teams and uh, I have to say I was a little bit disappointed. A uh, couple of uh, a couple of cheapies come on the radar and made it a little bit easier for everybody this morning, but nonetheless... Uh, Fiddled with the side a little bit, uh, and yeah, really, really pumped uh, to talk about all the uh, all the players today and, and get stuck into it. I, th- I was everyone. the opposite. O- opposite. So many cheapies, too many cheapies that it's now comes down to what cheapies aren't you going to start with? It's, it's well, ch- yeah, Chubbs. I, I know you're not renowned for your uh, for your high finishes in Supercoach, so uh, I can see why those cheapies sort of excite you a little bit. You know. Get up with the most. Most I like a bit of variance in teams, and I think cheapies is just going to make everyone have the big gun. So we'll see. We'll get we'll get through all the cheapies and a lot more throughout the episode. We've got a great question on cheapies coming up at the end as well. Before we start, for those who are joining for the first time, uh, we're at the Pod Pod. My name's Matt Ricks, coach of the Terrace Crew, and your host. Now we promised a prize for our big group unlimited group for the season and we are very very happy to announce that today the winner of our unlimited group will receive a game for him and a, him or her and a guest at the lakes golf club hosted by none other than hoppy ricks our dad um, and one of the pod pod team members will also be there now that's obviously a great prize in itself one of the best golf courses in australia the lakes would you say boys it's not bad yeah, not bad. Right. Not, bad. <laughs> not to underplay it. Uh, nah, in the beautiful, in the beautiful eastern suburbs of Sydney. Yeah, yeah it's great. Um, nice spot on. Drains drains well as well, which is important these days. So not only that, but we're backing that up on the Saturday, the day after, with tickets to the Chairman's Club at Ramwick Racecourse. Now. I know that most of the Supercoach community does like their racing, so this will be a great prize for anyone. Um, as I said, we don't currently have a lot of people in our unlimited group, so um, it's a really good opportunity to win a great prize um, and come and meet a couple of the guys from the Pod Pod and enjoy your weekend with golf and racing. So the group code, I'll just give it another plug, 732654. That's 732654. Uh, get involved. Everyone who joins from the start before round one will be eligible for the prize. We'll take a snapshot of who's joined 
by the start of round one. So that's Thursday night when the first game kicks off. And yeah, and everyone will be eligible. It's a prize for uh, I said you and a guest, but we might we might even look at making it top two. We'll we'll, have, we'll clarify that. We'll clarify that before round one. We'll put it out. No matter what, though, it's a great prize and a great great encouragement for everyone to get involved. So we want to see as many of you in that in the group as we can. Right. Let's jump into the, to the big news of the day. Teamless Tuesday. Now we're going to go through. We're not going to go through every player and every team. Obviously, we don't have time. But we're going to go through who are the relevant players who have made it in the teams, who haven't, and then also some insight into the impact of these selections. So let's kick off with uh, Thursday night Panthers versus Manly. Now we heard the news early in the day that Nathan Cleary will be out for the first three weeks. That makes the decision to leave him out of your squads very easy. Not so much the decision of how you get him into your team after those three rounds. Isaac Tago is cemented in the centres. Liam Martin remains an option in the back row, getting that starting spot. And for Manly, Olakawatu surprisingly is named uh, alongside Ethan Bullimore in the back row. Josh Schuster due back round six. Popular cheapy Kula has been named in the jer- in Jersey 14. And Kane Lawton, uh, Kane, I, f- I feel like we're going to get his name wrong again here. Is it Kane Lawton? Carl Lawton. Crazy Carl. Carl Lawton. Carl Lawton. Is he the Undertaker or Kane? <laughs> He's the Undertaker. Right, right. Um, Carl Lawton is on the bench, so that rules him out as an, an option to begin with. Gents, thoughts on these guys? Well, the big one out of it is clearly out. Obviously, you can't carry 950000 on the bench uh, for three weeks plus. So the call then comes, can you set up your team to, to look to get him in round four or five? Now, do you need to worry about that? Maybe not because you get you might get some guns going down, but it's certainly something you have to look at with your jewels and your halves. You know, if you're running two sort of fairly cheap halves uh, and lights in the five eight position as well, it's going to be really tough to bring him in. So probably what I'll be looking at is is having a two gun halves at uh, at a fairly high price. So we'll make that easier when the time comes. Does Ethan Bullymore look like a lock to you now, Tubes? Yeah, I think so. Um, the fact he's beaten Carl Lawton for that for that starting spot, two hundred and eighty k. I think there's just huge up, upside in him that he could just be a gun gun player. Um, so yeah, definitely going to be in my side. I'm potentially even looking at um, him being in my side for as the as my second front row forward. I don't know. He's a bit he's a bit trappy for me. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when Schuster's back, uh, but you know if he's only getting four rounds, if something happens with that uh, forward rotation, say you know Carl Lawton uh, gets the upper hand for some reason and, and Des switches switches around to him, uh, Bullymore could go back to that sort of uh, you know front row rotation. Uh, he might not make that much money. He might not be a starting seventeen, and then he's you know could be completely gone when Tuesday's there. So I, I see him as a little bit of a trap. What do you think, Lawton? Do you think he'll be be rotated through the middle or edge or uh, hooker? Could be hook, hooker, yeah, it could be hooker front. You know, in that middle rotation, I think. Yeah, it's 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 feasibly good news for some of those middle guys. Like, I mean, they're not really options, I don't think, to begin with. But to power. Jerbo, they, they look like they, their minutes should be pretty big. Hold on, Dan. I just want to clarify your Bullymore position. Are you saying that you're not going to start with him as a starting back rower, young gun coming through at 280K? 
good average 60. Yeah, no, I think he's, he's not even in my 25 at the moment. I think he's one of those guys where 280K, like if he fizzles, then you're stuck with a 280K guy. If he's going really well at second row forward, if you've got a strong 17 around that, he may not make that uh, that initial 17 anyway. So, you know, if he's going well those first two rounds and he's going to make a big amount of cash, just just bring him in, downgrade one of your other other forwards there and, uh, and then bring him in because, you know, that's a low-risk play. He's also someone that probably a lot of super coaches will be playing in their seventeen if they if they pick him, given he's starting on the edge. Two things you're probably risking the upside. It, it would seem unlikely he doesn't hit his average, so he's not going to lose money. Yeah, um, that's obviously if you the worst case scenario if you buy him is he hits his average or slightly above, and you could have better spent that money elsewhere. But if 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 uh, a large majority of um, strong super coach players are playing him in the seventeen then you could be left behind as well. Well, I don't think he could be left behind when he's – I don't see him as a big attacking second row second row forward, so he's not going to blow you out of the water with, you know, 100-plus scores. Have you even watched him play, Dan? Like, I don't understand. Like, where's this view coming from? Seriously, like, he's a gun. I'm picking him. He's a – Have you seen him Yeah. He played last year for the Broncos, and I've watched his trial matches on KO. Like so, anyway, he's, he's um, Tubes is proudly sponsored by KO. He's um, yeah. So I'm I'm now now that he's he's secured that back row, Schuster out for six weeks. I'm trying to think of him as a 500k player that I can get for 280k, and he's slotting into my starting front row forward uh, spot. And then I'm going with second two or third, on the bench. second second or third, second, no mm. third. This is warming nicely, stewing stewing away towards our bet bet for later in the episode. So, yeah, building nicely, Tubes. Well done. Uh, right, our second game, we got the Raiders and the Sharkies, Friday 6 p.m. GIOS Stadium. Uh, where to look with Canberra? They've got this kid in the centres, Schiller. Never heard of him. But welcome to welcome. welcome I to heard Super, he wasn't. I Super heard Coke. he wasn't in the game before this afternoon. Yeah, well, fair enough. Couldn't even pick it. Uh, Brad Schneider named at halfback. Obviously, going to be extremely popular now. Looks like he's got the goal kicking as well, which is sensational. Biggest question for him is: Do you play him in your seventeen this week? Matty Tomoko locks down the other centre position. He could be a sneaky option at some point. I think he looked like a really, really strong ball runner. Good base and base attack. The big news probably, Dan, was Ryan Sutton. I know you've been talking about the front rowers a lot. Ryan Sutton not named in the 17. What does that mean for Tarpany and Horsburgh? Well, I think they've still got three middles on the bench uh, if you count Elliott as a middle. So still a real jam-packed middle there. Tarpany has been named its prop, yep. I believe. So... Yeah, I, it's it's tough. I, I if you're going to go for a gamble, pick up Tapani. Like he could be unbelievable. And if he gets 50, 55 minutes try scoring, you know, there's definitely a, a risk reward there. So you know, I'm going to wait and see on the other guys. I, I think there's lots more value out there otherwise to pick up any of the other Raiders middles. How's his research going? Uh, yeah, who knows. No, but seriously, I don't know. That, that that should get cleared up, that interstate stuff, but I don't think it is currently. Um, yeah, but, oh, God, he's he's a scary player. But I feel like he's had this before. It's every year with Tarpany. He's a no-go for me to start the year. 
the Sharkies are a bit thinner on the ground when it comes to super coach uh, relevance. The surprises, Fanukin's been named at lock to start the season for McInnes. Teague Wilton in the back row, potential pot option, but with Wade Graham on the horizon, unlikely. Probably the most relevant selection is Andrew Fafita on the bench. Danny, I know you're not too keen on him at 205k. The minutes you don't think will be there. I think he could get stuck. He, he could be one that could just get stuck there for you. Yeah, could be 20, 30 minutes, 20, 30 points. Yeah, moving on. Yeah, not much to talk about with the Sharkies. Uh, I did like game. the did like the uh, Kotrick being named on that left wing. I've been I've been touting him up a little bit. I think he's uh, he's one of those mid cross center wings you could you could jag a few early points off as well. Agree, and his his job security looks extremely strong. I think he's a nice little nice little mid range pot option. Uh, Broncos, everyone's everyone's favourite team uh, on this pod. Jordan Pereira, not named, was the the main takeaway for me. There, I, I spoke about him for about twenty five minutes on one of the po- uh, one of the preseason pods, so that wipes him straight out. Selwyn Cobbo named on the wing, surprisingly, and not at fullback. Jermaine Asako gets a fullback role, probably rules Cobbo out for me as an as a mid price. Slash cheapy, Billy Walters as expected named at six, Payne Haas named at front row forward with a pretty, I would say that's a pretty decent bench. Even though, even though there's three middles, you got James Kennedy and Rabadi. And just while we're Hank, sorry, just while we're on the on the Broncos bench, there, did either of you know that Tyrone Roberts now plays for the Brisbane Broncos? Is that the Tyrone Roberts, as in Newcastle Knights? X? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no idea. I, I thought it must have been someone else. <laughs> so he played for he played for North's Devils last season in Q Cup, but I had no idea that he'd signed up for the Bronx. Yeah, I looked um, up. He did a training trial or something like that, but yeah, yeah. no idea until Corey pa- Corey Pax was kind of touted this week as being starting at nine, and he's been left out of the entire twenty four. So I'm not sure if he's got an injury or what. But how good's Kevy? How good is Kevy? Just you know, throwing in random random people there. Like looking to play Cobo fullback now, you know, chucks in Asako for the first round. And, Cor- and Corey Oates. Corey Oates is out of nowhere. Oh, Corey Oates. But yeah. Kevy, Ke- uh, well done on well done to Kevy. Like just signed a contract extension. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be an enjoyable couple of years watching the Broncos yeah. suffer. I did really, see really that Pates Pates may have had COVID, may have tested positive for COVID, right. so maybe that's why he's been left out. But I, I haven't confirmed that either. And just, you know, I, I was sort of spooking up Brian James early on in the season. Number 14 spot, it's it's really risky. It looks like he's, he's really on the way out. And uh, in Kevy's selections anyway, and when Flagler comes in, he could be out of the side altogether. So you've got to steer clear of it. Yep, hard no on Ryan James. Paddy Carrigan named it lock and no Kobe Hetherington. I presume Hetherington, he's not in the 24 at all. He must have COVID too. Yeah, I think... Essentially, this this team is been named is almost irrelevant. So there's really two players. People will be looking at Stags, who I'm laying, and then Payne Haas, who I'll be having. And other than that, it feels like an irrelevant team. Feels like Tyrone Roberts might have been named just so that there's no pressure to hook Billy Walters after the first half an hour. <laughs> um, just just one not so relevant for today, but just one I want to get on the radar. I reckon Herbie Farnworth is a, quite a good player, and I think he will improve this year and might be an option as a centre wing pod at some point. What did he average last year, Herbie? Uh, young Herbert averaged. He did he have had a bit of a, he had a bit of an injury hit season. He averaged fifty two points per game, which is you know pretty decent. 
good good platform to build on. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw it in. Nothing nothing too much for that. No, that's all right. As I said to the listeners earlier on in the pods, don't waste your time researching all the Broncos players. I said you've you've seen what Kenny does. Yeah, yeah, agree. What about Andrew King? Put him in the socket. Put him somewhere. He's too good for this game. Whoa, the juggler. The juggler's come out at Brookie. Uh, right, South Sydney, who they're playing. Tarf and Ilias named as expected at 1 and 7. Jai Arrow gets the starting left edge. He's going to be a popular option for a lot of super coaches. Not much else doing here. Tubes, anything to take away from the bunnies? Yeah, probably the only other talking point was it looks like Campbell Graham, from what I've read, is going to stay on that right edge. They're just a little bit worried with um, Tane Milne, but also Ilias is going to be on the right yeah, edge. Right. So defensively, just shoring that up. So Jackson Paul is going to be the left center. So that probably takes him out of contention as a as a potential. I think to pod. start. I think to start with it does, yeah. but coinciding with with South's tough run, tough run to kick off as well. Yeah, it's three out of the four. I think they got Melbourne Panthers Roosters three out of the four. So yeah, it's really, yeah, any, really um, tough. Any update on um on the halfback situation? Blake Tarf versus Lachlan Ilias for round two. It sounds like it's just everyone's got Ilias weighed in. Yeah, I think if they've named Ilias seven this round, I, I'm pretty sure that they'll stick with him. They'll stick yeah. a pick. It would be good uh, to know that info if you can get around to it. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I'll keep digging. Thanks. Right, um, Saturday, 3 p.m., kickoff at the SCG. Will be a bit soggy, but it will be the day. We've got the Roosters versus the Knights. So, plenty to talk about with the Roosters. Billy Smith named at centre. Paul Momorowski on the wing. No Joseph Suwali, as telegraphed earlier in the week. Uh, we've got Walker and Keary, both named to play, both fit and ready to go. Connor Watson starts at nine, filling in for Sam Verrills. I presumed that Verrills was going to be back, but I've heard a little bit of um, discussion that, that Watson actually might hold that starting hooker spot. So that's quite interesting. Chiefs, how do you assess that uh, Roosters centre wing situation? Yeah, I, lo- I really like Billy Smith as a player. Very tempted to bring him in at, what is it, 290K. I just think it's two up in the air with Suwali being injured. Uh, what does that mean? Where does he come back? Does he come onto the wing? Does Smith get dropped? Does Momorowski get dropped? Does Suwali not make the team? It's just enough there to be a little bit hesitant. The Sam Walker confirmation of doing the goal kicking, though, probably says to me that there's a chance Momorowski's the first man out. Um, Is that confirmed? When did that come out? It came out this afternoon. Uh, Michael, someone from somewhere, (laughs) Camemais or something like that. Carianus. Yeah, he, he's he a good man. Good, 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 good man, Michael. He's confirmed Walker's the kicker. So right. big interest for me now in Walker with with Cleary out with the with the easy Roosters start to the season draw. This, this is probably as good a time as all to talk about. But given Cleary's gone now, there's a bit of a. I think it's I think it's just really a case of just take your best shot at halfback in terms of your Mitch Moses, your Luke Cleary, your Sam Walkers, uh, your Toby Sexton's. And who's going to get uh, – even Jerome Hughes, Ben Hunt, Nico Hines. Cody Nicarima. Cody Nicarima. Uh, is, he, is he available at halfback? SJ. Yeah, but with Jules. Yeah, okay. Um, but I think that it is a case of who is going to – who do you want – who's your horse to get the best score in the first month and, and just back yourself, back, you know. Uh, I don't think there's any right – I don't think there's any right play at halfback now. So Sam Walker having goal kicking, though, 
he's we know he's got a huge ceiling there. Yeah, I think uh, I really like Sam. I think he's on the way up. Uh, the interesting thing as well, he's been named at six. So if he continues to get named at six, he then probably gets that dual status, I think, because he's currently yeah. only halfback only. So named at six, he probably gets halfback five eight, which gives you that little bit more flexibility. Uh, and it might be able to keep it, you might be able to keep him in the team when Cleary comes about in that halfback position. So I, just on that, I heard I heard um, I heard Tommy Sangster having a chat to Catfish on the Champs pod the other day, and he mentioned that this dual position uh, changes where people will be up, players will be upgraded to dual will only occur if they actually play in the position. So not where they're named or, um, you know, or it's, it's actually where they go on the field. So Walker will be if well, uh, if you're a half and you're named at five eight and they're playing because they'll play one side each, right? So Walker would yeah. Walker would be eligible for that upgrade. Yeah, very good pickup there, Danny boy. We keep you around for a reason. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, the only thing that says to me, which is probably true, that Kiri's going to be the dominant half um, in in that pairing. You would imagine, but that's probably not news. Yeah, I mean, he'll steer around the park. Sammy just comes in with those big cutout balls to Daniel Tupo flying down the wing. So, I mean, I'm very bullish on Roosters, how they're going to go this season. So, I think you need minimum two out of that back line, if not three, somewhere or in your centre wings, fullbacks and halves. Would you expect it'll be Walker and Crichton matching up with, with Joey Manu on the right and then Kiri Tupanua? Billy Smith on the left? Is that how you guys no, I think it? Crichton's usually left. Oh, of course. Of course. So That's what I meant. It, it'll be Crichton left. I, I don't know which way they'll go with Walker and Kiri. Uh, you know, I think Walker played a bit of both last year, changed it up a little bit. Kiri obviously played three rounds. So Kiri, I think early on in those three rounds, was switching sides a bit as well. So, you know, That's it awesome. is a bit up in the air what they're going to do with that. But I think Roosters are going to have a good enough team that, the side to side thing might not matter if they're scoring huge amounts of points. Would you consider would you consider a dual roosters half strategy game? No. No, I like to spread my points out so and get lucky with who you choose from that team. Same with the center wings, like I wouldn't I wouldn't be running in the center wing like two or three center wings from the same team. If they come up with a hard matchup, you're kind of stuck then. So kind of like to balance it out a little bit. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I'm I'm very bullish on the Roosters, but even just talking about it now, it's getting me to be excited to try and fit a couple more of them into my team. My team literally has Walker, Kiri, Crichton, Teddy, Tupu, <laughs> all in it right now, um, and I fit them all in. But yeah, no, whether or not, the only one that could drop out is Kiri. Look, we saw it work with with Garrick and Turbo last year um, on the left for Manly. And like. DCE, yeah. So, yep. I think you, you are going to watch. Para last year could have done the same as well. If PBL ball maintains, then you are going to want players from these gun attacking teams, and you're going to want multiple of them. Whether that plays out, even even just a name here that that hasn't really been spoken much last year. I started with him last year. Was Tupanua. Like I think he's kind of a, a sub, you know, just under just under gun status option in the back row. If you want to pot up a little bit, he's got the potential to go quite big. Yeah, can find the line as well. Big Satilli. Yeah, very, very, very excited for the Roosters. Right, over to the Knights. Not too many surprises. Probably the main surprise with Daniel Saifiti. He's been ruled out for six to eight weeks. 
his brother Jacob being promoted to the starting side. And that opens up a couple of uh, bench spots for a couple of cheap young cheapies. Leo Thompson, also just heard of in the last 24 hours. And Momasaya, who was a semi-popular cheapie to start. Anything else there, Tubes, catch your eye from the Knights? Nah, couldn't touch their back line at the moment. So um, it'll be a pass for me apart from Randall. Yeah, the Knights' back line is maybe the most irrelevant to start Supercoach, I think. Gagai and Best are good players, but uh, and Pong is obviously relevant. But, yeah, what a, what about you, Dan, Knights? Yeah, there's a bit of bit of interest around Kurt Mann at lock. I know a lot of people looking at the socials are uh, putting him straight in. Uh, Barry Tui touted that he might get 65 minutes or so. I'm, I'm staying well clear of Kurt Mann at the moment. And looking at that team as well, they've got Phoenix Crossland on the bench, probably going to come in at that hooker spot. Uh, they've got three other forwards on the bench. Mitch Barnett could take a huge amount of chunk time out of that lock position as well when he comes on. Uh, and I see any sort of backline position going down, say, from one to five, Kurt Mann just, just slots straight out there as well. So... I think there's a bit of bit of risk around him. And I don't know, I, I've never really seen him play that Connor Watson role of doing a huge amount of tackles, doing a lot of base work. Yeah, he's really a tough hard player. for me to pick him up. He's a really tough player, but I, I haven't seen anything to say he's going to be a successful 13, and he doesn't have the upside for me. Yeah, a bit of Happy Gilmore on the ice. There's a problem, you're not any good. Just no <laughs> point having him on the team. <laughs> Yeah, just just quickly on those bench cheapies, they don't really fit my um, my strategy of going against those those cheap slow burns that you're going to have to get out at some point. Yeah, it's tough tough to pick them up. Maybe Leo Thompson over Bullymore or something like that. Choose. No, it's probably worth mentioning though here that um, <laughs> we did have that discussion last week on on Saturday on the non-playing reserves and. And I haven't seen any forwards, cheapy forwards outside of Bullymore that's really excited me to, to pick up as a as a cheapy 180, 190K cheap front row forward. So I am still very much looking at locking in that uh, non-playing reserve in the front row and second row forward over, over bringing in one of these yeah, reserve the, forwards. The big decision there will be Max King. He's obviously had a good preseason at the Dogs. He's close to bottom price. He should play round thirteen as long as he's fit. Yeah, few interesting, few interesting calls to make there. Uh, Tubes, we were speaking pre-pod. This is the game you're most excited about for the round: Warriors Dragons, Sunshine Coast Stadium, five thirty Saturday. Yeah, so should be a dry track, and and I'm again similar to the Roosters. I'm finding myself attracted to some of these Warriors players. So Montoya, Aiken. Potentially could be looking at a, a Cody Nicarima pod. And then I'm still playing around with the, the potential of having uh, Sloan and Lomax in the team. So could be a real high, could be the highest, it wouldn't surprise me if it's the highest scoring game of the weekend this week. And and I think starting with a few players from, from either team could be could be a good shout. Well, half the games are playing in the Nepean River. So you'd have to think it's a pretty good shot of being the highest scoring game of the week. Dan. Villamai Vailea has been named at centre. Basement Price, is he going straight into your squad? Yeah, he is. No idea on him, but being named at centre, you know, 285k I think he is. 
fairly cheap. It just frees up cash for bringing in those guns in other positions, so he's in. But as I said, I can't really give you any advice on how he's going to go. Just on job security there, Pompey and Arthur's on the extended bench. Pompey, I thought Pompey looked okay last year. It pro- I probably would be hunting around for a bit more concrete evidence on his on his status, but yeah, he looks hard to pass up. Yeah, I see uh, Ash Taylor on the on the extended bench there too. So you know, could throw out a bit of a spanner late uh, with those those half spots. Uh, I did read something about Sean Johnson when Reese Walsh is back. Uh, is, is Sean Johnson isn't going to get the kicking? Yeah. Reese Walsh is going to do the kicking, so that puts a little bit of a spanner in the works for him. Yeah, we tweeted out our teams this morning, and I actually had SJ. Uh, sorry, yesterday afternoon, we had a, I had SJ in my team at that point, but I've gone I've gone quite cold on him since then. Yeah, I think it's a toss up for me. It's a toss up between him and Brown uh, for that five eight spot. So you know, still going to decide. He could make it. He, he might not. No one really else of interest. I think Aiken. We've spoke about him in length. He's he's a lock in for most sides. Josh Carr named at lock. He'll he'll do a lot of work. He's obviously doing doing a lot there. Does he does he go to an edge for a period? I'm not sure. He's still is still quite high price uh, for that. He's in that sort of super gun range for that second row spot. So if you dare, yeah, that's, him in. there's a lot of good options. About 100k cheaper than him as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the Dragons, uh, pretty much as expected. Uh, Ramsey on the left wing. Tyrell Sloan at fullback. Monet gets the five eight spot. Someone who who I'm kind of starting to warm up to, as I said, it's a bit clogged, but Jack DeBellin gets the lock. I really like that he gets the lock roll. I really like that bench for DeBellin. Uh, by Molo Kurgashevsky. I think that DeBellin will be getting seventy plus minutes in that squad, Tubes. Yeah, I, I think you could sell me on him. I'm finding that he's only available at back row at the moment. Yeah. And Geez, it's a cluttered back row right now from that 420k through to 500 that you can make a case for uh, Aikens and Liam Martins and, and the like. Yeah, and he gets, I think wet will suit him as well. Like he'll just work all, all night, all day and all night. But yeah, uh, like it's, it's probably not someone to start with. But I mean, it's only, you know, before he, he had his, his break, he was he was quite a a gun in the uh, in the front row, second row duel. But yeah, have to see how he starts. Just to touch on that, Matt, what do you what do you think the what do you think the bench is going to do there with those three forwards? So I think Kerr and Molo will be middle relief, and I think Blake Laurie. I think they'll pretty much split the minutes with Laurie and Woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gashevsky will be uh, 20, 20 to twenty five minutes across back row, uh, and and maybe middle cover. And then Mbai will cover McCulloch and backline. Okay. I think Kishevsky doesn't get a lot of minutes there. Yeah, I think it's good. It's probably good news for DeBellin and Bird, I think. Bird playing that eight minute on the edge. Tarek Sims is, is coming back through Reggie's, I read. Mm-hmm. So he's on the horizon there. Uh, I, I, I think Bird is an extreme risk. And Jaden Sue is not particularly relevant. So I'd be staying clear of that Dragons. Uh, just trying to look where he would fit in. Otherwise, Bird, I think he's in the he's in the thirteen. When um, I don't think regardless, he's in the does he go does he go to that center spot? I think he takes Kashevsky's spot on the bench. I think so. Does he? Do you think he takes Suli's spot? Maybe possibly Suli's spot at, at center. I guess we'll just see with injuries and that sort of thing. He's too. You're right. He's too good to leave out of the thirteen. 
Yeah, I think they bought Jaden Sewer to play that to play that uh, that edge spot consistently. Coaches seem to really like Sewer. Like he must mm. he must do a good job defensively next to the half on that side. Yeah, so if you take Bird, I think he's still going to be in the 13 somewhere, but he, he might shift around from that edge spot. Righto, West Tigers, Melbourne Storm, Combank Stadium, Saturday night. West Tigers, a uh, little bit of interesting. We've obviously got rookie, semi-rookie Tuolangi starting in the back row. A cheeky option in centre wing who's fallen off the radar for most, I think, is, is Oliver Gildart. Comes from with OK wraps from Super League. And then obviously Jackson Hastings gets the 5'8 spot. Uh, one of the funny things I saw yesterday, Tubes, was Tyrone Peachy having a bit of an interview talking about how excited he was to take the pressure off the halves by starting at 13. I'm, oh, not, sure if so he mis- I'm not sure if he misread the team sheet, but he's starting at 14. Just so good. Just his. Uh he, he must. He, he's been named in the leadership team. He was feeling himself. Comes out in an interview and and sort of just said, "Oh, it's starting whatever it was, starting lock. I'm going to take some pressure off the halves." And with me here, they weren't too far off the eight, but you know, probably can make the difference to get him into the finals this year. Yeah, just funny to see him named at 14, but pro- certainly makes any po- possible relevance he had at Super Coach gone again. Bit of a question without notice for you, Dan. Uh, that bench, Peachy, Garner, Musgrove, Safarth. So I think everyone was expecting a four-forward bench for the Titan, uh, Tigers. Probably not that bench, but uh, all the same. Uh, how do you think that bench plays out for Big Stefano? Yeah. Well, what do we got? Safarth, is he usually an edge? He's, he can, he's edge. edge. He can play, can play middle. He plays middle. Yep. Yep. Garner plays edge. I, you know, I, I still wouldn't be surprised if Garner could potentially start on that, that edge as well. I know there was some talk that he's coming back from a bit of an injury, so that's why Tuolangi was going to get that spot. So, you know, they could switch that around on game day. I think Stefano Stefano's probably in for that 50-55 minutes. As I said last time, if you if you really rate him as a player, I, I, I can see you bringing him in. And... You know, now with the the cheapies around, it, it's probably pretty easy to carry two gun front row forwards. So especially, yeah, I, especially in that four fifty to four eighty range. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's I'm looking looking at him and him and Jai Arrow sort of thing. Probably Arrow for me is just above him, just purely because he's got that uh, front row forward, second row forward switcheroo that you can do. You're all uh, about the jewels, aren't you? I'm all about the jewels. Just gives you so much flexibility. You don't want to get stuck with someone. So. Yeah, I, 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 I'd definitely be taking. He would be the only one in that pack I would look at. Um, so along what, about the, loot? what about the Luch? Pod, the Luch. Pod Luch. I love the Luch. I do. Not, a, not his price at the moment. Uh, looking at the, just looking at the Tigers team, I don't rate him at all. Um, I think they're not gonna, they're not gonna go great this season. So I, if I'm still clear in, most of the times. If anyone is one is is a man to get a contract and then put the feet up for the year, it's the Luch. Up to the Cowboys in up to the Cowboys in twenty twenty three. Yeah. Just, Joey's in his just, ear as well. Joey's just just having a word with him saying, mate, just take it easy. Just as a slight alternative, um, looking at the teams, I know we were talking about the Peach, but there is still a chance that he does play good minutes at lock, pushing Joe off and Garway up into that prop spot. So with Zane and and Joe potentially taking those middle forwards. Also, Alex Twal 
is a big minutes player. So I'm not sure it's that great of a of a team list for Stefano. So just as a as I thought you were going to start. I thought you were going to start putting up Peach as a potential option there. No, no, no. no just saying that I, was that I say, don't know if the minutes are locked there for him. This is the same with Peachy every year. Everyone kind of gets tempted. He's been playing. He's in the NRL for like ten years now, and everyone always gets sucked in at some point during the season, like putting Peach forward as an option. And he's just he's never ever done it. Send him off! Send the dressing gate off! Get him off the field! That was diabolical! Right, mm-hmm. Melbourne Storm, the big name on the sheet there, R. Pappenhausen, fullback. I think uh, I'm relieved to see him there. That sorts my fullback out, Teddy and Paps. Oates gets left wing, as expected. Nick Meany at 5'8, deputising for Cam Munster. Some chat he was going to get the goal kicking off Paps, but I don't see why that would happen. Paps is an 80 plus percent kicker. Meany was only average at the dogs. The cheese at hooker, jeez, jeez, cheesy, cheesy, cheesy. The groundswell of momentum behind cheese. I think everyone's getting a big dose of FOMO, not picking the cheese in their super coach team. And I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting close as well. Josh King at lock is, uh, I mean, I would have to think he's the epitome of a trap. Dan, yeah, that's it. Trap. As soon as Harry Grant comes back, you'll either go to the bench or you probably just go to the bench. Nothing more. Tubes, you you must have the cheese, surely. Locked and loaded. <laughs> On the mousetrap, ready to go. Disappoint, disappointing, after <laughs> la- disappointing after last week that they named two spare hookers on the bench in Nicarima and Wishart, but not uh, not garlic bread to, uh, to <laughs> complement the cheese. But anyway. Well, it's more uh, yeah, super coach-wise, he's going to complement by being a non-playing reserve. You can shift around as well. So you don't want, you don't want Garlo on the bench anywhere there. But it will be interesting what they do with Wishart and Nikarima. Uh, does Wishart play in the back row or something? Or no, he's. I think he was. A, he was. A, he was a half growing up, like a five eight. So maybe he's. He can cover a bit of back line. Nikarima can play in the halves though too. So yeah, mm. but, I mean, but but Bellamy doesn't mind doing that. Like he'll probably bring in a um, you know, Jack House on the extended bench, or that could that could get shaken up a little bit. Bellamy's also one to not really play his bench if he doesn't have to. Like he'll have his, his he'll have his middle rotations and then just leave it. Kafusi plays eighty. Kenny Bromwich plays eighty. Welsh can play big minutes. The cheese can go to lock. So I think you'll see a bit of that. Just on just on Storm to finish there. Dragon Hughes is a bit more interesting to me now with Cleary out because I was you're more concerned of his price. But if you think of those first four rounds, he can go berserk. And then you trade him to Cleary. I think that's that's one an trade. easy play to do. Yeah, one trade um, to Cleary would be unbelievable. Exactly. So, yeah, a bit of interest now that Kiri's out and you know that, I, you know, if you can get a lot of cash in that halfback spot, it, it really helps. Yep. Agree. But I do, I, I think that he is, for the price, you can get guys who can probably match him or better him still. So it just depends if you want to take that flyer. It'll pay off. You'll get paid. You'll get, you'll really get, because if it comes off, you'll go straight to Cleary and it's easy. One trade. Sunday, Eels Titans. Eels. Not too much uh, that was unknown. Madison starts at lock, probably puts a pen through him to start the season alongside his concussions. Russell and Panasini, popular cheapies named. Anything else there for the for the Eels for you guys? Not too much for me. Probably the choice. I don't think I'll be running Russell and Panasini, so got to make that decision. Not many other surprises there. Still interested in potentially Papali or Ryan Madison. But really, also start with not start with either. Madison at lock. His work could be good. Uh, I think it's a bit of a hedge if you take him and Papa Lee 
in the in the side. So see who's getting those minutes and the good prices, and then maybe take a trade. Madison's no doubt value if you knew he wasn't going to get injured, but his head his head knocks are just too concerning because they're so cautious with it as well. So it's yeah. not like he's out for a week; he's out for multiple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Gold Coast Titans backline as expected: Brimson and Sexton in the halves. No Greg Marzu, who which is a bit disappointing for me. I, I wanted to see the big beast back, but uh, we'll have to wait till later in the season. Uh, completely different story in the forwards. This this bench rotation is a complete mystery to me. So we've got Fafita and Furmore named in the back row. Lurking on the bench, we've got Kevin Proctor. Tubes, what role do you see Proctor playing here and who's the one whose minutes he's going to eat? You mentioned this before. I don't know if it's – is it that difficult to work out? I mean, Lusone and is it jo- Jolife? Jolife. 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 Um, Jolife. <laughs> Jolife. Um, they're, they're both middle rotations. He's not, uh, a, he's Tino, not a Spanish footballer. And, and Tino's named it at lock. Um, so Proctor's really there to, to, to relieve some minutes from Bo and Fafida. I, I, I mean, Fafida – if he's in for 60 minutes, you got to have him in the team. And I think this team list has named him that he's in for at least 60 minutes. I'm, if, if I knew Fafita was playing 60, I'm not sure I'd pick him. Yeah? Yeah, I think you've got to start with him regardless. He's such a gun. I don't know whether – it keeps me in two minds still about Fermont, whether to pick him up just with Proctor there. I don't see Proctor going anywhere near the, the middle for minutes. Uh, so I think he's got to come on at some stage. Fermont's probably got a bit more – Utility than Fafita. So if, if I was coach, I'd just be keeping Fafita there. It's, you know, small risk. I, I think it actually, the bench sets up quite well for Tino, who's was a really popular mm-hmm. option last year. But I can see big minutes with that bench set up for him there. Plus, yeah. is Tino dual? Good question. Uh, I'm going to check that out for you, Dan. We'll come, we'll come back to that. Jeeves, just while, sure. we're, just while we're checking that. Um, any other. Any other relevancy that you can see there from the Titans? Oh, I'm interested in Dan's thoughts on good old Corey Podson, whether or not he's worth a shout again this year after such a good run last year. I love Corey Podson. I think he, he plays well above his weight. You know, just for just, listeners at home, they're talking about Corey Thompson. Yeah, Corey Podson. Uh, he's great. He's great to watch. He's a little life wire. I really like him as a footballer. Super coach wise, he's going to rely heavily on points. If if Titans are going well, he'll be scoring really well. I'm concerned the Titans aren't going to go really well, so he's very hard to pick up at 500k plus. Yeah, those guys, that whole backline of pods, right? Jaden Campbell, pod for later in the year. Brian Kelly, pod for the last five years. Corey Thompson, pod. Brimson, very very interesting pod. And Toby Sexton, he's he's in the mix for the halves to start. Yeah, I just don't know how Titans are going to go. It's always the case, I think. You know, there's a bit of it's, – it's always up in the air for me. I like Grimson as a player as well. He's coming off a bit of injury. He showed real promise in that sort of first origins. He was playing, uh, looked really good. So I, I, I wouldn't shake my head at anyone picking him up at that uh, I, I think realistic. Spot. I think realistically Sexton's the only one that's in the conversation to start with, though. Would you agree with that, Dan? Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, I, you know, I could see Brimson. I've had a, had a bit of a look at him. It is very pod, very podish to get Brimson. But, uh, you know, with, with uh, Munster being out first round. He's got the ceiling. Take a punt. 
Yeah. Uh, just on, on your Tino question, Dan, he is dual, second row, front row. So hmm. uh, he's he's currently 493K to start the season. So he's in that in that quagmire of relevant back rowers. But if he's getting sort of 70 minutes, we saw what he could do last year. That'll be that'll be huge value if he gets 70. For sure. And if there's a, if there's a broken gun as well and you downgrade that broken gun, make 150K, uh, on a really solid lock-in for the year. Uh, so I think he's, he's easily just wait and see how he goes. Last game of the round uh, up there in Townsville, Cowboys versus the Bulldogs. We've spoken a lot about Cowboys in preseason. Uh, the Hammer gets named at fullback, as expected, with Val in the centres. Uh, Tommy Dearden wins the 5-8 spot over Scott Drinkwater. Not relevant, but still interesting. Possibly the most boring halves combination in history with Dearden and the Chad. On to Supercoach relevancy, though. Tanoa Brown named it prop. He's only at 270 or 280K or something. I think he he's one that potentially could take Bullimore on. I think he'll have some some fans. Helium Lukey and Nanai. I still don't know who's who, but they're both same price in the back row there. And Tamalolo named it lock, and all the chat has been big minutes for Lolo. Cotter misses out back to the 14 spot. Tubes, I know you've been very interested in the Cowboys preseason. Uh, what's your read on this team list? I think I was very excited to see what was going on with their pack. I'm I'm going to lay low on Lolo just because he's still doing his research. Um, Gilbert. No, but no, no, there's a difference with Lolo and his research because he's in Queensland, so he can go to other places and then come back to Queensland. Yeah, okay. Gilbert, I was hoping would, would potentially get named on an edge as a potential front row forward option, so seeing him on the bench is a little bit disappointing. And JTB, I'm, I'm just not sure still with that rotation with McLean on the bench, Mitchell Dunn, Gilbert, Cotter. And as you said, low, low, big minutes. It'll be interesting to see what their rotation is with the pack. I am still very keen on the hammer. Uh, this, again, I know I mentioned Warriors-Dragons, but wouldn't be surprised if this was a big scoring game. 6 p.m. on a Sunday up in Townsville. Could, could be a high-scoring matchup up there as well. Dan, uh, any, anything to add for the Cowboys chat there before we head to the Dogs? I think there's a lot of interest in the back row with the with the new boys, Luki and Nanai and Ta- uh, Tamalolo. Like you, you could pick up all three of those guys. I think obviously you could find the value in Luki and Nanai being at the 350k around that mark. Uh, I think they'll be in a lot less teams now that there's a few cheapies that have sprung up. So people will drop down to those cheapies and, and go for the more premium versions of second row forward. Yeah, it's 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 a bit of a toss up between Nanai and Luki. I like the look of Luki. I haven't seen much of Nanai. I could have one of those as my fourth second row forward spots uh, if you've got three guns along with that. And yeah, don't mind the hammer, Talangi. You know, a bit of a pod, not a bad price as well. Val just a little bit out of reach, but you know, he could be a big big point to go earlier. Yeah. I've got a few little views on the Cowboys pack. So I think that that bench, so Mitch Dunn has been converted into a, a middle. So we have seen him play kind of fill in wherever, but mainly on an edge. So he, he looks like he's going to be playing in the middle. So Cotter's going to play in the middle and deputise a hooker. No Jake Granville on the bench, which is really good for Tamalolo, I think, because it means Cotter will play hooker more than lock. And so I think with Cotter, McLean, Dunn, and, and Gilbert to an extent, that's bad news for Tanoa Brown. 
we'll get to the cheeky lays in a minute, but I'm going to be definitely not picking Tanoa Brown. He'll be a cheeky lay for me. I think it's really good news for Tamalolo. So I'm, uh, you know, without 100% having him, he'll be in my side, I would suggest, to start the season. Uh, just on to the dogs quickly before we round out our teams chat. So pretty much as expected for the doggies. My main takeaways were Braden Burns, named to start at centre. So he's won that spot over Aaron Shoup. Burns has been a semi-relevant player historically at the Bunnies. He's got a bit of a checkered injury history, but possibly a pod for later on in the year once they get through their tough run. And then the other big one is TPJ. So I think general stewed feeling amongst Supercoach players has been off TPJ, given his suspension risk and what we saw in the trial where he was, went all extremo picante on Royce Hunt from the Sharks. <laughs> Dan, I'll throw to you. you. I know you've probably you've probably put more thought into Pangai than any other Supercoach this preseason. How are you feeling about Pangai with this with this lineup? Yeah, I think he's in my team. I, I, I like it when people are jumping off players like that. They've got so much flair, and I love flair in the front row forward as well. It's usually a dot, such a dot position, and you're just looking for a, for a relatively good average. But he's got, you know, he throws in six offloads and a try in a game, and he's going 100 plus. So I'm more concerned about his fitness to start the year than I would be about his behaviour from some of the highlights and watching a little bit of his trials. Uh, there was plenty of hands on hips. So if he doesn't quite have that fitness to start the year, he might just lose a bit of that uh, that electric, you know, ball-carrying, try-scoring ability. But otherwise, you know, front, for- front row forward, dual, under 600K, he's got so much flair. And if people are jumping off, I'm jumping on. The other relevant player there is Max King, named in Jersey 16, popular cheapy. From all reports, I actually haven't seen any of it, but from all reports, he's played quite well in preseason. But we might discuss him more in the cheapy lays. That's great, guys. We'll wind up the team chat there. I feel like we could have spoken about that for two or three more hours on each team. So much relevant information, a few surprises, but mainly positive news for most super coaches out there. Throughout the season, we're going to have a fairly standard structure from next week for our weekly segments. Uh, so just going to introduce a couple of those. We're going to do try and do a couple of fun things. So we're going to have a couple of a head-to-head spare teams. So we're going to we call the Pod Pod. We're going to have a Pod team. We're going to we're going to take that team on with the template team of the most popular selections. So Dan, do you just want to explain the rules for the Pod team to start us off? Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to doing this team. Actually, it's going to be just full of ultra pods. The, the rules around it are. The players that you pick for that team have to have under 10% ownership to start the season, except for some of the low-priced cheapies because obviously we're going to need a little bit of cash generation there. So there'll be a price that we set that you can buy a cheapie below. We'll still, to try, get to get, cash we'll still try to get the pod cheapies, right? Try to get the pod cheapies where possible, but uh, you're going to need a little bit just to, to make that side. And then you cannot choose the most popular trading option for that week in their position. So you have to be pod with your trades as well. Possibly, you know, same rules apply with the cheapies though. We will have to pick up some bottom price cheapies or nuffs if it, if it comes down to it late in the season. As I said, um, we're going to take on this pod team with the boring template team, the, the consensus super coach team that, that all the – you know, the, the, the most popular options to start the season, the most, most popular options week to week. Now, I'm hopeful that our pod team might be able to actually beat this template team. But, Dan, just give us the give us the rules for the template team as well. 
Yeah, so fairly straightforward. Top five owned in their position uh, or the price range to start the season. And then any trading you make has got to be in the most popular tradings for the week. So very dot ball team, run with the crowd. The team looks exceptional when you look at it, to be honest. But, uh, you know, on the pod pod, we're all about the flair. We're all about choosing something against the grain. So I'm much more excited for the pod team. We'll, uh, we'll post these teams up on, on socials as well so we can have a look. We'll track them. It'll be a bit of a head-to-head for the season, a bit of fun. Something else fun that we're really we're really excited to kick off. We've had some we had a really good suggestion from this from a from a newbie listener actually. Um, we're going to have a bet. So bit of bit of uh, internal banter between me, Tubes, uh, and Dan, and we're gonna we're gonna bring our old man in as well to be part of this bet. So Tubes, you just want to quickly outline what the bet's going to be. Yeah, so what we're looking at doing is a couple of years back for Dad's 60th, we planned a, a golf trip to Queenstown. We were going to play four courses across sort of four four or five days uh, and that was going to be in April 2020. Fortunately, as everyone knows, COVID hit. We never made it across to New Zealand and haven't yet done the trip but still hopeful of it happening in, in the next couple of years or certainly in the next year. And so what I'm looking at doing, what we're looking at doing this this season is having a bit of a, a golfing theme. So we're going to run a, a, a four-ball play. So for those that don't play golf out there, what it means is we're going to rank our dad who who came between 1,000th and 1,100th overall, not too bad for a 62-year-old playing super coach, and he was the best of all four of us last year. <laughs> number one seed. <laughs> so he's the number one so seed. Don't worry, we'll get him on as a guest at some point during the season. I was the number four seed. I can't remember what I came last year. We won't go there. Um, so I'm the number four seed, so it'll be me and him paired together against you two rabbits. And um, and and what we're going to do is in the four ball, we'll keep the, the highest weekly score per team counts. So... When Dad inevitably gets uh, his his consistent twelve hundreds, and I'm and I'm bouncing between fourteen hundreds and eight hundreds, uh, we're going to be taking the best score, and that'll be recorded for the week. And the winner at the overall, uh, the, the sorry, the winning team overall will have all four of their Queenstown courses paid for 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 the trip away at the end of the season. So by the other team, that's right. By the other team, yeah. So and am I right that you strategically aligned these rules so that? You've gone with the old man, so that you won't. <laughs> there's, um, there, you could. There, there's, there's. I'm, yeah, I'm always a couple of steps ahead of the pack. No, I feel right. very confident about this matchup. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm just glad I'm not on your team, Tubes, because I feel like I've just got your number. So, very pleased to be yeah. paired up with Danny for this. Well, Tubes is glad it's not an average game. You know, he can, as he said, he can come out with that one pod week of fourteen hundred and be like, "Oh, good on you, Tubes. Well done, mate. You got you got one out of yeah. One good out on of you, Tubes. Good on you, mate. Well done." So, to be honest, that's how we that's how we play golf. Like, it'll probably be the same teams. I'll, Dad, Dad will be playing off like under ten. I'll be playing off twenty seven, but I'll just be bringing the heat and the best ball as well, um, and a couple of pars followed by some wipes. Yeah, I think we'll be heavy favourites, but we'll see. You never know. All right, that's going to be a bit of fun. Can't wait for that this year. We'll give updates on that each week, and it'll be great to get great to get Dad involved. Righto, on to questions with Tubes. Now, Tubes, uh, I'm not sure you've got a tirade for us this week, but just with TLT, I don't think you had time to, to get angry. So I know we've got a couple of cracking questions tonight. Hit us. 
I'm pretty fired up tonight, as you can tell, just on, on Teamless Tuesday. I did want to mention one thing, and this isn't a Tubes' tirade because it's come from another bit of feedback from a, from a listener, but NRL 360 started again this week. Great show in terms of its template, like the structure. Unfortunately, Ben Iken left last year, replaced with Yvonne, who's then, I think, gone on maternity, yeah, leave, maternity to, leave to start the league, yeah. to start the season. And who did they find as a replacement but Brayden and Astor? <laughs> so, I, look, it's never been the greatest show, but you certainly could turn it on on KO uh, to have a little watch. And suddenly on Monday night, you're lining up, you've got Buzz, you've got Hooper, you've got a Nasta with Kent. Oh, my God. It's turned a, a, a decent show into basically just... Look, look, just unwatchable TV. Look, I, I'm, I, I, I never really watched it too much anyway. Yvonne is great. Braith, I'm just, I'm all here for the Braith content. The, the Twitter handle, shit Braith says, whoever you are out there, well done. I absolutely adore it. There is going to be a lot of content. It's going to be great. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we might feed that in as some of our, uh, as some of our uh, in-between segment parts, just some Braith sayings throughout the year. I think Braith's actually um, quite a good guy. So, we just want to, this is nothing personal, Braith. We love you, but yeah. <laughs> He's a good guy. He's a good golfer. Is it that's, cool. That kind of just puts him up in my books a little bit, just that he's a good maybe, golfer. Maybe he'll enter our group and we'll have to play with him at the Lakes in, uh, as winner of the group comp. Couldn't mind yeah, that. Just choose an Anasta. Choose an Anasta going head-to-head with each other. <laughs> it, it, it's a very small tirade this week, but it's, it's just sort of put me off. Yeah, so a couple of questions, two really good questions uh, coming in this week. The first one is regarding the weather. Obviously had some tough weather in, in Queensland over the last couple of weeks and that's heading down to Sydney. So the question is, with the wet weather in Sydney lasting forever, do we initially load up on base forwards to get off to a good start? What are your thoughts, Dan? I don't see it as a bad strategy. I hope it's not the case. I don't. I really don't like it for super catch when you're just relying on those base stats, you know, cheering hit-ups. You want to you see some flair in there, but... Uh, Look, we all know with wet weather comes lower supercoach scores. I haven't kept up with the rain radars or anything like that. It's only just obviously what I'm hearing. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to see it, but I think uh, I think it's a, not a bad strategy to go with the, it in early on. What about you, Matt? Uh, not not too much more to add. Yeah, I think it's I think probably for me the main impact is on turbo. So. Penrith, I think the Nepean, like I mentioned earlier, they're, they're going to be playing in the Nepean River. And if you're going to take Turbo, you know, you, you're, you're going to want him to be, you know, averaging probably at least 80 to 90 over those first two rounds at, at worst. So I think, and, they, and even for some of your kind of more pod outside backs, they become a bit more risky if the grounds are going to be wet in the first two weeks. Yeah, I agree. You're not going to be picking your whole team based on on weather to to start the year but it is worth considering as i mentioned earlier even some of those dry tracks this week like the warriors dragons etc um but but doesn't mean that's how you're going to base your team the second question tonight coming from the mid north coast of new south wales Again. again where it's been absolutely bucketing down is what are your cheapy lays Ooh, good to start question. the season. Good question. Matt, we'll kick off with you. Yeah, so I've got a couple. Obviously, there's a, a massive amount of cheapies now to fill your squad out. A couple on my radar who are going to be popular, but I don't like uh, Kalua from Manly. He's named in 14. Um, I think he could be a risk of dropping out of the squad once 
once they sort of get a couple a couple back as well. I don't have that team in front of me right now, but um, yeah, he's so he's a risk. So he gets minimal minutes, drops out of the team. He's a big problem, uh, and he'll be an AE problem in the meantime. The second one is, as I mentioned before, Tanua Brown from the Cowboys. Uh, I don't like that bench for him. He's not bottom dollar. He's about 100K over bottom dollar, so I think you're going to run into problems. I don't think he's got the upside to kind of average 60 points, which you probably want to look for in that kind of price range. Yeah, thanks, Matt. What about you, Dan? So I think we discussed it a little bit on the pod. Those kind of cheapish second row forwards who have been named to start in Bullymore and Tuolangi. I'm going to lay in both to start. So if they turn to absolute dross, you know, they're not stuck in your side. If they start to go well and they're going to be big cash generators who are kind of locked into that edge, just pick them up. Pick them up later. But I'm going to, I'm going to lay them. Everyone's going to have them. Uh, I think that's the way you can get one up. Yeah, you might lose 20 or 30 points on on them for those few weeks, but, yeah, you're in a better position if they, they go to crap. How do you feel about that, Tubes? Yeah, I'm feeling pretty good. I feel like I've challenged you into making a real – bad decision here uh, and, and it's just going to get us one up I'm off. just excited listening to that you, you're running Bullymore at, your, at the second spot in front row like what could go wrong <laughs> yeah I got similar lays so the, the Tigers back row you mentioned Dan I'm too long too longy too longy I'm definitely going to be laying I think one, at least one of those cheapy outside backs from Parramatta probably more likely Penasini at this point in time and also going to be looking at laying those cheap front row forwards, as I mentioned, from a from a non-playing reserve perspective as well. So, yeah, I, I'm very comfortable looking at those mid-range options in my in my center wing. So, I'm also going to be looking at laying. I'm horrible with names. Uh, the the five eight from the Dragons. Amone. Um, Amone. Amone won't be starting in my side either to, yeah. to start the year. Some nice lays. We should mention that um, lane, when we talk lane, it means that we're against that player. So we're laying them doing well. So it's a it's a bit of a um it's a bit of a punning term, but one that we like Is to it talk any about. Pod? No, well kind of any pod, but not not necessarily. It just means you're going against that player. So Yeah. Yeah. We won't be um won't be picking them to start the year in our teams. So. Yeah. Yep. Right, boys, that about wraps us up. We've gone way over time again, but I think that this is a really important podcast, so very happy to spend the time chatting through. Had an absolute ball tonight, probably my favourite pot of the year so far, and bring on round one. There's going to be many, many changes to everyone's team between now and Thursday night, but uh, really looking forward to the start of the season. Thanks, buddy. You, Eddie. I'm Dynamite. And I win.